Segundas, primos y primas, and welcome back to My Primo's Podcast. My name is Freddy. With me tonight is my primo and yours, TikTok sensation, <laughs> KevinGarcia.com. Say what's up, Kevin. What's up? Ah, it's good to be back on the show, man. We missed it. Missed it. Missed my primo's podcast. It's been a while, but we took a little break. We do this all the time take the, for the holidays, just kind of uh, recharge, mm-hmm. get fatter, mm-hmm. and then come back and just kind of like take it in stride, you know? Yep, and spend time uh, making TikToks, pick, making TikToks. I, I, I've been. I know, man. Th- here's the thing: it, it's become kind of a, almost a meditative activity for me, where I'm posting about, on average, one episode a day. Or episode is that right? The word? I don't know. One video a day. Uh, I, I'm not up yeah. on the hip lingo of the kids these days, but but like <laughs> I make a video at least one a day, sometimes two a day, sometimes I skip a day, but on average, and uh, it's helped keeping me, you know, active in other other creative uh, uh, other creative uh, exploits. My my brain is on a little bit of a, of a delay right now because we had the big Texas freeze last week. Uh, I lost power. I lost hot water. And honestly, I feel like my brain has not thawed yet. So I'm still catching up. But to bring some of the heat, we got Mr. Oscar Garza from Five Meets Comics. Say what's up, Oscar. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oscar Garza, Five Meets Comics. Um Right off the bat, uh, Kevin, I think the videos on TikTok are uh, called TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm new to the whole thing. I'm new to the whole no, thing. But now. he's so so in it that he doesn't even know he's in it. But you yeah, I mean? uh, um, some uh, shout out to the guy right here, Kevin Garcia. Your TikToks are really good and informative. Uh, I watch them every day. They're red. <laughs> Yeah, man, for sure. They're fun. They're informative. I, they pop up, and I go, oh, shit, there's Kevin. I know that guy. And uh, some of them were responses to uh, to the podcast. Uh, we did the the last episode we did before the uh, break was about Wakanda Forever, and specifically, I, I really went off on a rant about No More, and uh, did some follow-ups on that on, on TikTok, so it worked out. Yeah, it was fun. Fun episode. Well, I'm glad we're back. New year, but, seasons. But, but wait, more importantly, but, though, we have Oscar of Five Meets co-creator of Mashbone and Grifty. And I, I have been super excited about this. Uh, when when are we going to get to read Five Meets? When are we going to get to read Mashbone and Grifty again? Oh, wow. Okay, so you okay. want it right off the bat. So, okay, listeners, you can listen to this because I know that's what you all are wondering. And then you can shut the podcast off when you're done. Um, <laughs> Great. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> June, baby. The comic drops in June. Stores everywhere. We will let you guys know as soon as it's available to get on your pull list. And then you got to stick it on there. Go to your comic shop. Tell them you want Matchpoint and Grifty in your pull list or, you know, um, pre-ordered if you are not of the comic book lingo kind of people. Um, But, yeah, man, everything, anything and everything anyone can do to support not only Matchpoint and Grifty, but Cheesepa Comics in general. Tales of the Black Demons coming out very soon. If you like Matchman and Grifty, I'm telling you, get Tales of the Demon because helping them helps us because it helps the brand. It helps Chispa. Uh, it's a palate cleanser for the next one. Yeah, well, I, I like it because uh, Tales of the Demon is supposed to be kind of a, a horror kaiju thing using Mexican folklore uh, in terms of like a, a monster shark. I'm, I'm actually very curious about that. They want to do a series of those books. Uh, and then Mashbone and Grifty is this kind of like, I keep comparing it to Duckman, but it's this very mature, you know, cartoony universe of private detectives. And I love it. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited for Chispa myself because I have a project coming out from them, hopefully, anyway, uh, toward the end of the year. Yeah. Right. 
be part of their uh, 13 line, which is going to be uh, 13 superheroes oh, based on yes. uh, Mesoamerican mythology. And the 13, one of the stories is also written by Rolando Esquivel, co-creator of Matchpoint and Grifty, and yes. co-writer of Matchpoint and Grifty. So if you want to support Matchpoint and Grifty, support the 13, support Kevin's book, support uh, Rolando's book. Uh, also, I like that you said uh, I you 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 like to uh, liken our book to Duckman, but it's and then you described Duckman. <laughs> <laughs> okay fair well uh, let's put Which that except- i think well, no i think that's okay. red duckman is description plus a bone in the ears hey, hey yeah. actually i, I want to hold off on the side for a second because speaking of your work um uh lemon pepper uh hugs man I, I i had no power so i was reading all the books that were sitting on my stack and i was like i need to read all these books and so, so i that was the first book i read and i loved it man i was like why is this oh. not uh, why is this not a cartoon on uh, Netflix or Nickelodeon right now, man? This be- is- well, because Nickelodeon rejected it. It was a uh, Rolando. That was idiots. What the hell? Rolando pitched Nickelodeon like ten years ago, uh, and it didn't fly. Um, now the time, man. Fuck it. We were, yeah, we. Um, you really got. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I no, I really uh, did love I, it. It was it was little, good. I did a little bit of writing on it, um, mostly like the dumb jokes with the weenies and the and how how they smell. Um, like, like if it's if the joke right, you know. okay. okay in context this is a child friendly comic he's talking about hot dogs yeah there's a pile of hot dogs on the floor in their state because they're attracting dogs because they're getting punked by the by the uh, girl scouts but it, a, it's a turf war a turf war between a lemonade stand and a, and a, a cookie stand yes which i which i love yeah. that it actually was really well done the humor was was on point it was really good one thing i thought was actually kind of clever is you had a deep cut there that no one is going to get uh, and I'm. Uh, it, it is that they are going to a an amusement park called Amigo Land, and uh, for those who don't know, which is everyone, um, there there was a mall in Brownsville called Amigo Land Mall, but it wasn't originally intended to be a mall. Originally, it was intended to be a theme park based on Aztec mythology. I am not kidding. I have seen the actual concept sketches where it was going to be, uh, they were going to have a whole pyramid of the sun. They were going to have all the employees dress in loincloths. I am not kidding. This was a real thing that was going to happen. They only ever built one building and it's just outside of where Amigaland Mall used to be. And it looks like a little sombrero. Uh, So you'll see that one building is there, but they were originally going to make a theme park based on the Aztecs called Amigaland in Brownsville. And in your universe, it really is. (laughs) <laughs> and that and that and it's literally on the border. Yeah, it actually it's is. The, yeah. It, yeah, they actually there was a uh, when they were building Bush's Wall, they had to like figure out where they were going to put it to not cut through where Amigo Land was is. Yeah, but it, it's currently part of the college, so it's still called yeah. Amigo Land, but it's not a mall anymore. That'd be crazy, uh, where I you take a, a slide that takes you to the other side and you just don't come back. Or you go to the you go to the you go to the top of the arc on the on the roller coaster and you're just like that's all Mexico and then you go back down again. Oh wait, crap! I'm back in the U.S. Yeah, you get part of the kidnapping uh, thinking it's a game. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about the the like the kind of mascots that would show up, like a guy with a like a coyote costume. You know, hi, I am Daryl the Coyote. But would it be a dude? It would be a dude in a coyote costume. Yeah, well, a dude in a coyote, coyote costume. And, no, it'd be yeah, a coyote yeah. in a coyote costume pretending to be a dude. <laughs> That's how they get you, it's man. A lot That's of layers. Layers. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, thanks, Kevin. Like, and 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 it, that story is something you know we got to get Rolando on here so he can talk about it more in depth because he went hard on the backstories of these characters and uh, they're they're kind of like you know they're they're they have 
uh, less than perfect lives, you know, if you could tell when you read the book. Uh, but you, but life is what you make of it, you know. And these kids, you know, they don't have a lot of money. Some don't even live with their, you know, their their parents, and they're just trying to make the most of it, trying to have fun with their friends, you know, after school. And uh, what matters in the book is is friends and family, and just uh, making sure everybody is uh, comfortable, you know. But what I like about your book is, while that sounds really schmaltzy. It doesn't come off forced. It comes off really earnest. And and even that that last message when I read the book, it, it's kind of like tucked in there that I don't think every kid would immediately get it upon reading if their little kids are reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a good book. I, I think more people need to read it. I really love it. And, yeah, and I also want to apologize for not reading it as soon as I bought it. I bought it from you like three months ago. Months <laughs> no. ago and I finally uh, read it. it was, I had no power. I was like, I'm gonna read all my books now. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a giant stack of books sitting on my uh uh, on my nightstand, it's I know how, I I get it I get it. Sometimes you get bombarded, you're, man. You start thinking I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna read that one. Then the next one comes out. Yeah, and the next. Yeah, one and, out. and and some of those things are your your homies shit, like right in the middle, and you're like, oh man, I gotta get to that. But like, fuck, Dark Web just came out, like the latest. Thing. <laughs> I gotta I gotta read that, and then I gotta get through the new the. I gotta get through last year's milestone books. Yeah. I, I, I've been uh, hearing good things about milestone books from DC. I will admit I stopped reading Spider-Man right before dark web started. Cause I just wasn't feeling it with the current series. Uh, but I always love milestone. I recently heard about some of the, the reboots they've done to modernize the characters. It sounds really good. I really want to check is, it out. It is. I'm, I'm digging the hell out of it. And I, and I finished before I got those, I finished the, the milestone compendium volume one, which is the size of a fucking phone book. And <laughs> that's all the nineties uh, stuff, right? Yeah, and uh, waiting for me in Austin Books right now, uh, I'm going to go on Wednesday and pick it up, is Milestone Compendium Volume 2, which is another phone book that I'm going to read at the same time as I read the new Milestones. And, and a lot of that was from the, the late, great Dwayne McDuffie, who just was a genius. Uh, he's the guy that created Static. A lot of people know him as Static Shock. But, man, he, by the way, he also is the guy that created... Um, the uh, Department of Damage Control. If you watch the MCU right now, so I would uh, uh, a clever segue. I would argue that if Dwayne McDuffie was still with us, uh, he would have already well been in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah, he would. Oh my God, could, uh, could you even imagine if Dwayne McDuffie ran the the, the Cinematic Universe? Uh, closest thing we're going to get to that today is, well, not James Gunn, but I'm glad we're getting James Gunn. No, I, I can't. I can't. I like. I love James Gunn. I can't put him at quite at that tier of Dwayne McDuffie. But, but I am super excited about that slate. I'm excited because of the fact that him coming into the fold to take over the DCEU is going to be what DC needed. DC was getting talk about superhero fatigue, but DC films, man, were tiring. You're kind of like get ready for a really big long bummer of a movie. Yeah. You know why do you think Shazam is so fun? You know, like it's it's a blast. It's exciting. It's goofy. It's action, and but everything else is fucking de depressing. <laughs> you know what? That's that's funny. Is that like if Shazam was part of the Marvel universe, uh, I would not have said that because I I, I really loved it. Shazam. I, I've suggested a lot of my friends go watch it, but upon rewatching it, I'm like, this is really dark in ways that it didn't need to be. Like there's like eating of human flesh and stuff. And this is supposed to be a happy, fun children's movie. And, and I'm not saying you can't have that stuff in a kid's movie. It's just like, I'm just saying in was, tone alone, yeah, right? Like, a tone right. Alone, like but what I mean is like, even their happy movie was dark because that's just what the DCEU was, you know? Yeah. 
I'm ready for that style of superhero movie to die. Yeah. Unless it's unless it has a purpose. Like Peacemaker is dark but fun. It's dark, but like there's a reason it's dark and they're telling a story with it. Whereas yeah. Shazam, it's just like we have to be dark because everybody's a little bit dark, so we're gonna be at least a little bit dark. No, yeah. but to poo-poo on that, I mean, come on, like even if we talk about it, darkness exists, right? It's there. Mm. I guess that's the theme. It's there. Everybody has a piece of it. It doesn't just poof. It's it's always going to be there. You're not wrong. And these kids and they're superheroes, they're fans. There's every. It's a fun film. You root for the team. You root for for the main character, and you want to see what happens next. The only thing that I was hoping for is that there was that line that connects everybody. Yeah. But you guys tell me what what do you guys feel? So someone told me once we had a discussion. The guy goes. Not everything has to be the MCU. Not everything has to connect to everything. There hasn't doesn't need to be jigsaw pieces that collaborate and make this whole blanket or tapestry. DC doesn't have to do that. They can make one shots and be amazing on their own. What are you guys' feelings on that? Was was that guy me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way. I think I think they should just disregard canon like like altogether as far as DC goes and just make movies. And they they're kind of meeting meeting us they're kind of meeting me halfway with that by saying they'll continue to make some movies and call them Elseworld movies. Yeah. Which so I think part of that I think is just <laughs> there, there's two, there's two ways that can go. The cynic in me says they're um, they're just labeling the movies they've already created and paid for as Elseworlds, and then after those, you know, there'll be no Batman three, there'll be no this, you know, Joker four or Joker 3 or whatever. Uh, but another, the hopeful hopeful Oscar says they'll continue to make Elseworld movies and not just these friend Like, these are now franchises. Joker is now a franchise. Uh, Patterson Batman's now its own franchise. Yeah. So I hope they make Elseworld one-shot movies that just don't matter in, in any way, shape, or form. Give me... Uh, what's that one, dude? Um... Uh, damn, the guy from uh, Arrested Development with the give me Will uh, Will Arnett, Will Arnett. <laughs> Batman in a Batman movie. I mean, oh, we did. Hilarious. Yeah, well, give me give me another one. Give me another one. Give me that another, was uh, so good. The jokes in that movie were yeah, so give me a light, good. Give me a lighthearted Batman with with him in it, and I don't care if it ever gets a sequel. Just make a good movie. So I, I take ninety the- minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Make it a full movie. But here's the thing. Um, I take the opposite route. Like, look, I get it. I, I understand the fatigue. Um, I, I think that I'm hearing more people like they've been saying since phase two is their superhero fatigue. And, and I don't think that was ever true until now. I'm hearing people that honestly were into it kind of feeling that fatigue of Marvel movies. And I get it, but I like it. However, however, I am one of those guys that says, I want it all to be connected. I want there to be this connective tissue, even if it's behind the scenes. And the thing is, I think by calling them Elseworlds, he's going both ways. Like he's allowing these individual movies or TV shows or whatever to exist, but they're still within the multiverse, which means that, you know, I, I know multiverse has become that catchphrase that Marvel's thrown everywhere, but look, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a Marvel fanboy, but DC is the one that started the multiverse, all right? DC is yeah. the one that made the multiverse a thing. Uh, the the the, uh, the starting with the flashback in the '60s, all the way to especially Crisis and Infinite Earths in, in the '80s, and then off to Zero Hour and all the others. So, I I want these little Elseworld movies to still exist, but I also want them to have this 
moments in moment uh, where you're going to have like all of them come together and it's going to all matter and all be part of the same thing. Hell, I, <laughs> I, I really hope when they do eventually make the inevitable crisis and in infinite earth, the movie that they actually bring back some of the Snyder people, not, you know, as main characters, but Hey, they were present. As a nod to the fans. Yeah. I think like, they were I, there. I kind of straddle the line on both sides because of it. I'm like, well, I'm okay with the uh, fucking Smash Bros version of Marvel <laughs> and DC going at it. Like, I fuck it, let's go, right? Um, a kid playing with all his toys, like Andy and Toy Story, right? Make it all happen. But I don't want a Joker sequel, the Joaquin I, Phoenix movie. Why? Okay. That movie should Somebody be left does. alone. Yeah. You but know they're what? making a musical, and it's going to be. I want to touch on that Joker sequel for a second. I, I did not. I enjoyed the first one for what it was, but it should never have been made. Uh, it is the kind of movie that just encourages these kind of like incel personality to be like, yeah, that's me. I'm a, I'm a guy who's pushed down, so I got to fight back. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. I mean, that's the message for half the fucking comic books in the late 90s, dude. Like, people that are you, just you trying are to. wrong. That's why it was grim and gritty. But, but here's the thing that having been said, I'm not gonna lie. I I kind of want to see it as a musical because <laughs> it's gonna be insane. Uh, however, I I, I want to bet you anything that it's not gonna be an actual musical musical. That it's that all of the music is gonna be diegetic, which is like in universe. There's a reason for somebody to sing. Like uh, Joker's gonna get hit on the head, and we're gonna have a whole musical dream sequence. Or Harley Quinn's gonna be singing in in like a lounge act. Like the songs are probably gonna be part of the movie as opposed to just like. Breaking into random song in the streets, unless it's part of somebody's insanity. What's that like, story meets Batman yes. kind of thing? Yeah, like I feel like any songs that you get are going to be like explained away in the movie as somebody's psychosis or something. You know what I mean? And and but, I don't think I'll be okay with that. So when when we watched Joker, right? Me and my wife enjoyed it. She loved it, and she was like, "Wow, like this this is awesome." This character, and she, she even told me herself, she's like, "I love this character, this Joker," and she would love to see more of this Joker, right? Because it was just done well. And yeah. I'm okay with it being a one and done. I don't need more in, in specific situations. I felt that one put it to bed a certain way and let you, the fan, fill in the blanks afterwards, right? Be, be it whatever it is. We know the Joker, quote unquote, after God knows how many years of yeah. him existing. So this is a great take on his origin. And let's put it to bed and move on. Look at Constantine. I mean, we're getting a sequel, right? Apparently. I don't want even, that sequel. I like, like I, I, I love Constantine as I, is, you know. I love Keanu Reeves, but he wasn't Constantine. That was a whole it was something else. It, it was, was like fun. I enjoyed it was that like film. look, I enjoyed the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, but you can't really call that a comic book movie. You know what I mean? The He Man um, movie too. Man. I could I could yeah. call that an Elseworlds one shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and honestly, back to Joker for a second. Like I enjoyed the movie. The only one part of that movie that I really wish they did not include was allowing him to give a speech at the end. That's allowing him to justify all of his actions, where it was enough to see that he was pushed down upon and he fought back and all this stuff, but you didn't need him to justify all of it while committing murder. I I, I feel like in today's world, that wasn't needed. I mean, like I said, it's, it's in a, a film, right? Film's an expression. Somebody takes for what they want. Uh, I took away from watching a, a person going through mental illness in a sense and just kind of like the depression and a side of the Joker that I really didn't know I wanted to know. I just knew, hey, twisted dude, you know, we don't need to know much. He's out of his mind and that's it. Just kind of like the cartoon character of the Joker, but this humanized it, you know? And I, I enjoyed that and I really wanted 
stay that way because it can be a standalone film like we're talking about, right? We can have a standalone film that doesn't need to be fucking sequel to death. And that's yeah. what I hope with the Elsewhere movies we get, because I'm, I'm down with that, especially with, I know we're going to get to some of them now, but the animated DC, DC films, some of the best animated films, like just content-wise, well, more so here, than Marvel. Here's the thing. Uh, you're right. DC does make amazing animated films. It cannot be argued. Uh, but uh, even their even their poor quality ones are not, are, are, are leagues above Marvel's. Uh, but that being said, uh, James Gunn implied that most of the upcoming animated films are going to be within the DC universe of the movies, except he specifically mentioned Teen Titans Go as an Elseworlds. And... Okay. I, I'm going to defend that. I'm going to defend that because, he like, can't, he can't touch. He can't. I don't care who. Gold, like, man. I don't care how much. It clout, is so funny. How much clout he has, he cannot touch Teen Titans Go. It's untouchable. Oh it's man, the best thing around. I hadn't That's even for DC. I'd watched a little bit of it before the movie came out, but I didn't really. It wasn't really on my Dude, radar. This, and and then I went to see the movie for some reason, and it was just so good. I was I was cracking up the whole time with that movie. It's yeah. crazy. There's so many uh, nods to everything, to the fanboy, to everyone who's watched the movies, and how when Teen Titans means Teen Titans go, that was fucking hilarious, you know? Like Robin is directly responsible for the deaths of Thomas and Martha Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Robin is directly responsible <laughs> for God, the death Robin. of all the Kryptonians. <laughs> I just love the, the, the fucking rivalry with Speedy and... <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's fucking great, man. Like, I, I, I love T Titans Go. I think it hits, hits right. My kid loves it, and he's not even a huge comic book fan. Like, he's not. Yet. Like, he's kind of, well, I don't know, man. I, it kind of like, I'm like crestfallen when we go to the you, comic book you, store. You raise him right, you know. It'll I'm happen. like, hey, let's go look at comic books. And he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that looks okay. I'm like, uh, oh, look, Spider Man. He goes, yeah, 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 okay. You know what? And you need to give him a stuff? copy like, of no, Lemon Pepper no, Hugs. No. <laughs> I gotta yeah, that'll get him. That's what it is, man. That'll get him. That'll get him all the way. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. I mean, eventually he'll ignore me and find it on his own and think it's all brand new, you know? So we all kids do. So those are the else worlds, but then he mentioned a bunch of like in universe for this new I, I he even said he doesn't want to call it the gunverse because he's like it's not all him. Uh, but even though terrible. he's got it, it does, yeah. But but it's like we don't call the MCU the the, the Kevin Feige verse, you know what I mean? And I think it's fair. The the problem with the previous DC universe is that the producers specifically said we want to pick one guy's vision and have every movie mimic that vision. So like, I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie, but you can tell they were trying to shoehorn in that Zack Snyder aesthetic that didn't need yeah. to be there, you know. Uh, and then and then they went flipped the other direction entirely with the first Aquaman movie where they're like, wait, people don't like dark. Let's make it as bright as possible. And it's like that was too much where James Gunn is like, no, let people tell their own movies. It's just going to be in one solid universe. And I really like that idea. That's what made Guardians of the Galaxy so good because it was nothing like Iron Man, but it was so good, you know? See, I'm ready for like, because I, I, I mean, on the list, we, if you guys are following along and you know, the biggest thing that stands out to me, dude, is Swamp Thing. I want Swamp yeah. Thing. I want Swamp Thing to come out. I want, I want all the magic. I want all the mysticism of it. And I want it to be his own, like like you said, his own thing, his own Swamp Verse that we get cameos of people maybe from DCU, but not fucking involved like they usually are. Just like, just like the Alan Moore books. The Alan Moore books were in their own little universe, but they had cameos by Superman and others. You know what's funny is, is Gunn specifically described Swamp Thing as 
tonally being very different for the rest of the movies. And, and I like that idea that it's going to be, you could have, this is something that DC, uh, sorry, uh, the MCU always said they were going to do, which is have a horror movie and have a comedy and have a Western. And all we really got out of that was space opera and others, you know, cause even the, the horror one, which was multiverse of madness had elements of horror definitely did, but it wasn't full horror. And, and I feel like Swamp Thing could be that. And honestly, you're right. The mysticism of it, all of that, uh, the magic that that Alan Moore put into it in the '80s that's that's become a, a solid part of the DC comic universe now. I love it. The one I'm with you, yeah. Now on that on that same note, though, the very first thing Gunn mentioned was the Creature Commandos, which immediately got my attention because I, I'm one of those guys that reads a lot of these old like '50s, '60s uh, comics that are like really weird. And Creature Commandos was from that era where DC was like being really experimental with their side books. And they had like, what if Frankenstein fought the Nazis, you know? And so they did that. And then they did this modern day version of it where you just have all of the weirdest, freakiest creatures in DC and put them on like a suicide squad together. And I like that. I mean, it's going to be an animated film. I kind of wish it was live action. Uh, but I do like the idea that the animated film will be in the universe of the live action heroes. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that one. It'll, How it'll much? Do you... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It'll be interesting to see how far that statement is actually true. Because I don't for for just going by Marvel and pretty much any other property on television and movies, I don't buy that he's going to make them super connected. I think uh, because so the problem is, um, for one thing, he wants to have like the actors do the voices and all that. But the, the actors from the movies be the actors no no no. In the I, I, I'm laughing because the one character we know of that's on that team that was in a movie was Weasel who was in yeah. The Suicide Squad, and the actor who played him was His James Gunn's brother. Gunn's brother. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he can afford that actor. And because I, I feel like that kind of falls apart already because they're going to cast all these other dudes like Frankenstein and Fish Lady and Handsome Dude with the White Beard, you know? Uh, but are they going to cast voice animation voice actors for that? And if they do, what happens when they want to put those guys in a movie. Well, look, if I play handsome dude with a beard, then I could do both versions. I think that'd be okay. James Gunn, please reach out. Um, sure. But, but, but here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but here's the thing though. Um, you know, you, you, it is true. Marvel has not really done that. Uh, they, they finally got the connectivity with the DC, sorry, with the Disney plus shows. Although I really, I really want them to fully integrate uh, agents of shield and Netflix. But the thing is, is that, that does exist in two properties already, Star Wars and Star Trek. Star Wars and Star Trek have animated shows and live action shows, live action movies, animated movies, and it's all one universe for each of them. And while, yeah, the tones are different and the cartoons are a bit sillier and everything else, it's still fully accepted that it's the same universe. So even if Creature Commandos is going to be a little bit over the top, uh, and, and he even said most of the same actors. He didn't say all, but he said most. Hedging so his bets. The, the only thing about that is that that, that wasn't their plan from the jump. That kind Which, of happened. Oh, you mean Star Wars? The, the Star Wars thing happened because they did a whole new initiative and integrated the stuff from uh, they integrated the old stuff into the new, you know, the new um, uh, things. Like some of the stuff from like if if Filoni wasn't in charge, if they didn't put yeah, Filoni true. in charge. None of that Clone Wars stuff would have seen the light of day and light. Yeah, he he, he held on to it for for good reason. Yeah. Um, and then and then Star Trek, uh, both I, I will argue that both of those did do it on purpose after a certain point. 
So like uh, the Filoni's early Clone Wars stuff was intended to be canon, but they also had a lot of stuff on the side that was kinda. And then then when Disney took over, he said, "Yes, canon." And then uh, for for Star Trek, it wasn't till the Paramount Plus series where they said, "Hey, we're gonna have animated shows, and it's in the universe, and we're doing it on purpose." Prior to that, there was always like, "Is Star Trek the animated series canon?" Uh, you know. So you're know, so I mean, you're right. There's uh, there's something to be said about. The other side of it too, right? People looked at him coming into this and basically shutting down everything and wrecking shop as a bad. Like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Like, I was happy with, you know, the the people here. I was happy with where they were going. There's plenty of DC fans that were like, this is not the right choice, right? They liked what they were working with. They liked the tones they they were expecting from. Like, what negative can we take from him stepping into this? I, I don't I don't see any big, real bad thing about it. Let's shake it up, right? See, but, in, in my view, it's like for the fans who want that kind of movie, I feel like they're still going to get it, but just not every movie. Like some movies in the DC universe will feel like that. Others will not, you know? The the one negative I see is the is the grand scheme of the, the grand scope, the plan to integrate everything. Too big? It's too big, and I feel, and me coming from the world of video games, I've been in, I've been in um, the video game industry for twenty years. I've worked on uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six licensed titles. One of them a Star Wars title, and uh, two of them Marvel titles. Before Marvel stopped making video games based on their movie properties because they didn't sell. And I feel that's a that's something that DC needs to consider because if they're doing this is what they're trying to do now. They're trying to say, if you want to have the full DC experience, it's movies, animation, and uh, video games. Well, they don't own their own, um, what do you call it? Uh, they don't own Developer. their own video game, video game console. So mm. they, cannot, they cannot realistically rely on their video games to tell any kind of story that will matter outside of the video games. They just yeah, I, I thought it was weird that he did specifically mention video games will be in the universe because I was like, yeah. that's a hard one. So like, we're going, Marvel we're going... did try that with some of the Spider-Man movies, but even then they just kind of ignored it later on. And that's like, the thing. Yeah, they, they... Scorpion showed up in the video game, but it doesn't count. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's put our gamer head on, Oscar, for a second yeah. here. I'm going to make the argument that the Rocksteady Batman games were like some of the best fucking narrative comic yeah, books. there was... But they weren't canon with the movie at all. Or, but I'm okay with that. Uh, see, I know, and, and, but, and that's yeah, not what we're going to get with James Gunn said the new games will be canon. Uh, and I, okay, then yeah. I'm, I'm mistaken. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't need him so, to be canon. Yeah. I don't know okay. how that's going to work either. I, I'm with Oscar on this. Like, that's as much cool. as I'm, I'm one of those guys that loves continuity. Like, that's literally what my job was at Marvel was making everything fit together. And it's like that being said. Yeah, I also don't see how video games could possibly yeah, li work. License titles can be fun, except when you're licensing something of a a major franchise that's going to continue. Because like when wait, we Star, Wars, on... Star Wars is doing that now. Star Wars has some ongoing uh, game series right now that are meant to be canon. Now that I think about it, yeah, but um, <laughs> I can enjoy the movies without ever watching any of that stuff, right? <laughs> True, because none of it has any real effect on the movies. It's so funny that, you say that because me and my wife were watching The Last of Us. I know it's big right now in the news. We'll talk about it later. But my wife even told me, she goes, oh, go, can do you own this? Can you just <laughs> pop it in and like play to where I'm watching to just see what happens <laughs> next? And I started laughing. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, there's a whole 
30-hour experience that you're, you're not gonna it's not gonna work it doesn't <laughs> translate you know but yeah i feel what you're saying like i want something separate like the arkham games is an example like i'm a huge fan of those and i that's how i got my kids to even consider playing batman games because i love batman games they've always been fun most of them except at the low, at, like it's it's gonna end up being superficial stuff like uh in between two batman movies batman now has like really nice bangs honestly i would play the game just to find out the origins of batman's like, bangs how, how did how did he get bangs it's like well we Oh, you didn't play the video game, did you? Oh, you didn't do the side quest. The side quest no. is where he gets the bangs. Let's be real. If, if they did, if they had, if they had, well, this is the thing. Maybe. We don't know. In the video game version of these, they've had a lot of liberty. Like, we're talking like. Up to now. Arkham, no spoilers, but, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know if anybody's considered a spoiler, but Arkham Knights. Do you guys play Arkham Knights at all? Any I mean, Oscar may I, know about I, it. but I'll be honest. I only well, played I know, the first couple levels of the first game. I enjoyed it, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Point is, like immediately very early on batman's dead oh they say that in the commercials yeah, yeah. i mean it's, so it's not spoiler, I, knew, I knew joker died in that series i didn't know bruce wayne dies too i think joker died like twice oh yeah. well joker died twice. no joker died and then he came back and haunted bruce and it was a whole thing and the but point, point is like, like, the point is oh so go ahead no no go ahead mate go ahead oh i'll just say the point is none of that cool stuff would happen in a movie in in, in this new licensed titles because they're gonna save uh that kind of meaty storytelling for the for the actual films it, in my opinion you're not wrong that's exactly what's going to happen although i will say that that 30 hour experience that freddie was talking about if if they could deliver that in a game in a way that you could not put 30 hours in a movie I, i'd welcome it but that those are few and far between when they get something that well i mean I it's it's almost damn near impossible i mean like every gamer wants something on screen and they never get it. Every comic book fan wants something on screen, and they never fully get it, right? We're getting Mario Brothers. <sighs> Why? <laughs> okay, okay anything, <laughs> maybe it's maybe what they're gonna do is um, turn Not their video it. games into glorified extended versions of the film itself. Which you know? honestly, I wouldn't be at the side quest. Okay, here's the problem with that. The problem with that is the same problem that happened. I mentioned with the Spider-Man earlier is that. They basically did that with the early Spider-Man games uh, from based on the Sam Raimi movies and stuff. But then you'd have these side quests where you'd be fighting Scorpion or Vulture or whatever. And then the question becomes, wait, is that canon? Did this version of Spider-Man fight them? And, it, and yeah, that and that's work. And that's where the mandate falls apart again. Yeah. Okay, but okay, hold on. I have another concern with Gunn's universe, uh, which again, he, he says repeatedly, do not call it his universe. But well, We're going to call it, right it the Gunverse. Yeah. It's, it's just... Okay. It's just but but here's my problem, and my problem is the exact same one I mentioned earlier that DC Comics, you know, has the foundation of the multiverse. But in all of their really really big multiverse stories, they really screw up the same exact way. And I honestly feel like this new DC movie universe is doing the same exact problem, and that is all or nothing. If you're going to reboot, reboot everything. I'm really excited about this new Superman. He even uses All-Star Superman as the example because, honestly, that's the version of Superman I want to see in the movies. But then he says, hey, we're going to have a Waller TV show, which is spun off of the Suicide Squad movie, which is spun off the Suicide Squad, which also has Peacemaker in it. And it's like, here's the problem with that. Uh, in, in 1986, you know, DC did the, the whole Christ and Infinite Earths, 1984, in mid-'80s. Uh, DC did the Christ and Infinite Earths, and they were like, we're going to reboot our whole universe. And we got Superman from the ground up. We got Wonder Woman from the ground up. We got all these characters, like brand new start to the Justice League, everything. But 
two characters and their extended families did not get rebooted, Green Lantern and Batman. And as a result, there were all of these dominoes that began to fall that made the stories fall apart. How could Batman have all this history? How can Green Lantern have gray hair? How can all this stuff not make any sense when Superman's only been around for like a year? And it, it's it fine, didn't it's make fine, sense. man. Flash will just do it. Nope. And it's so over. that's the thing. When they did Flashpoint, <laughs> they did it again. Yeah. After Flashpoint, they rebooted Superman. They rebooted Wonder Woman. They rebooted everybody. All Are we going to get into New 52 at this point, too? Right. I mean, well, without New 52, but here's the problem. They rebooted everybody except Green Lantern and Batman. And once again, the same problem happened. Well, superheroes have been around five years. Well, then how does Batman have five Robins? What happened? Uh, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And and the problem is, is that I've always said DC, if they're going to reboot, should reboot everything. Like start from scratch. Uh, and and now in the movies, they're making the exact same mistake. Where I, I have full faith that most of the movies he puts out are going to be great. But at some point, there's going to be that question of, Wait a minute! This doesn't make sense based on the fact that this character was from here. This character from here. We've been we've been spoon spoon fed the MCU formula, dude. Like, like we're expecting them to to eventually meet. Eventually, run into yeah, each other. But that formula was used in the Marvel comics the too, screen. and it worked in the Marvel comics. It worked in the comics. It worked in the movies. We need to be retrained to understand <laughs> that these things let's, can be on their own. Let's just hope. The movies don't suck. <laughs> I think that's the most important part. Like, canon continuity be damned. Okay. Make just make a good one, you know? Dude, it's like, why wouldn't you want every three years give them to another? Like, I mean, look at how many dope storylines we get when we hand over a, a classic character to a brand new You're right. writer You're right. and artist. Like, oh shit, wow, it went a whole different way. You know, like yeah. Why can't you do that every three, four years? A new Batman film gets made and Oscar makes it and it's his style. And another one, Kevin makes it. It's a whole different thing that doesn't have to do anything yeah. with that. Like, I want uh, that liberty. Honestly, that's what I wanted from the Spider-Man series before the MCU was created. Like, I liked the first two Sam Raimi movies. And the third one obviously had its problems, although I enjoyed it for the most part. What I really wanted them to do was treat Spider-Man like James Bond and just be mm -hmm. like, all right. Every every three movies have a new Spider-Man, and like he's never going to age, but we're not going to worry about it because we've already seen the origin, and we're just going to move on with new characters. And that's kind of what they did uh, with the Batman movies, the, yeah. the, the the '90s movies. Yeah, the '90s they, movies. You're right. They did. Burton that's exactly in, what they did. Burton rolled into Schumacher, and it was we kind of lucked out because their 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 style was so similar, <laughs> but it was also so super different in tone. Yeah, it was similar but different, and it worked. You're right. You're right. That's that exactly what we had with the '90s Batman movies. You know, what I was hoping when I heard this whole the multiverse is all whatever, different things, mixing, mashing, comics, man. I want the fucking One Bad Day series to be put on the screen, animated for me. Like, they're so good on their own. Like, it deserves that that love, right? Like, Killing Joke, that's been that literally been killed so much. People watch it, they love it, they reread it. It's been done to death, right? Like, I want the liberty for them to show out with a one-shot that wows you, and then a year or two later, I get an animated version of it. I'm, I'm fucking happy. Like, let's you know, make that happen. Nice. All I want is a live-action Mr. Mixed Pitlick, and I'll be happy. Give me a live-action Mr. Mixed Pitlick in a Superman movie. I will be, I will, I will just die a happy man. They missed the boat, though, man. Gilbert Gottfried's dead. Yeah, I mean that was. Uh, we'll say that was genius casting. That was uh, that was up there with Kevin Conroy's casting. I mean, like, man, God, you know. 
for reals. No point is that we we're excited. This is a change, right? Whenever a change like this happens, it just lets you speculate, lets you freak out, lets you. And honestly, I don't have a lot of cachet in DC to be like worried. I'm more like surprise me. Like I'm like my my expectations are pretty tempered. But I like Gunn's work. I liked him when he did the trauma stuff. Like I liked him like just Ooh, randomly with all the writing he's done. So I trust him, you know. Everybody's on board with that one, and honestly, like this, there's something about that character from me growing up, man. Like just reading that book and watching the cartoon and watching the movies, like, like I love Swamp Thing, and it was so forgotten. It was kind of like thrown away. That I love that the guys that know Swamp Thing, we fucking appreciate it when they, he's gonna get attention. So I'm excited for Swamp Thing. I'm actually excited for one that people who know me would be surprised that I'm excited for, like. Like, okay, so yeah, I'm more of a Marvel guy. And the stuff that I like from DC is their classic, iconic, mythic level stuff. But uh, aside from the Superman one, that one I'm really excited for is The Authority. And what's really weird is if any one of these movies should be done Zack Snyder style, it's that one. And it's like, you know what? Okay, look, I don't like Zack Snyder. I don't like his movies. Uh, but <laughs> if they make a dark Authority movie... I'm down for that. Like, I'd actually like to see that. Like, I don't want to see Superman being depressed and killing people, but I do want to see the authority doing that. <laughs> like, I, I think that'll be really good. I can't believe that that here we have a property that's only been in the DC Comics universe for, like, what, less than 10 years? Uh, maybe a little bit more than 10 years? And uh, and the fact that it's already going to be part of their first phase, essentially, of movies. I think that's that's honestly really cool. Yeah, how crazy is it that yeah, we're getting I mean, it's, it's um, cool stuff, Wildstorm? Man. Yeah, seriously. Oh, so weird. Uh, they kept trying uh, to make Grifter happen in the comics. It hasn't happened yet. But like Authority, that's a thing that works, you know? The the uh, other one that I like is uh, Batman and Robin, Brave and the Bold. Um, I, I have been saying for years, I want a Batman movie with an actual teenage or, or younger Robin. Like, I, yeah, it makes no sense in the real world, but like, that's what the dynamic's supposed to be. This, like, you know, super dark and serious adult and this, like, younger, more energetic kid. And here we're getting maybe a little bit of a reverse of that, where we may have, like, I'm betting, I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit of a, a softer Batman and a harder Robin. But at the same time, it, it could be really cool. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the, to a Robin that's, uh, I mean, well, Damien Wayne, I'm, I'm looking Damien. forward to that. We've never seen that in the movies. I, I hope and Nightwing cameos, though. I hope there is like references to previous well, Robins. I, I don't see how they won't. I don't see how yeah. they won't. I agree. Because, like, me. I don't think they're going to ignore that lineage because he said bad family. So that he did the, say bad the, family. The clue is right there. They're not going to ignore the lineage at all, meaning Tim and uh, 
Jason, uh, Jason, Fleming. and uh, uh, Scruffy, Ziggy. Yeah, all those Brad, guys. Scott yeah, the regular, know, the regular Bino family. Robin, yeah, mm-hmm. so, see, like, anybody all knows the their former, family. It's Oscar, Robert Vaughn, all the former uh, Robins. You know, exactly. Maybe exactly. spit water up. <laughs> Remember when Scrappy Doo was Robin? It was a very brief tenure, man. Yeah, but like, look, were, he was uh, a, he either, was a good Robin. They'll either make an appearance or their 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 lineage will be acknowledged. I want Jim Gordon out of his mind being <laughs> Batman when Batman dies. That's what I want. Right? That was so weird. Was, man, I, I couldn't even imagine. Let's okay. make that happen, please. That was my I, favorite run when he was in the fucking robotic suit, Batman <laughs> killing people. Let's he was make that skinny happen. and he looked young for some reason. I was like, I was like, is this his son or something? Like, no, that, that's that's important. It's hot in the suit, man. It's hot. <laughs> So why, why, why? Come come. One of the final topics here. Why do you think? Does this have anything to do with why Warner Brothers and all that shut down all the fucking shows and movies that were pretty much done? We're looking at no. Doom Patrol, Titans, no. Batgirl, all those things. Not related. <sighs> no, no, it's I, not related. I, I totally, I totally buy the explanation, which was they were writing them off. Uh, for tax purposes. Yeah, I also I also believe James Gunn's explanation that he was literally in negotiations for his contract while that stuff was going down. And it's like, uh, I, I am honestly hoping, I'm honestly hoping that his pull is going to bring a lot of that back. Like, you're not going to get the series brought back from the dead, but at least, like, okay, here's what I'd say. Well, I don't think the legally Batgirl. they can even touch the Batgirl movie anymore. No, but I, I'm not, here's what I would say. Batgirl, here's what I want. I want them to do a multiverse, whatever, and they bring in the actors from that movie because that won't affect any of the previous contracts. It'll still let them be there. They get to have their their day in the sun. Look, you were Batgirl. You earned that Batgirl cowl, and like give her that chance again because honestly, why not? I like I I I, I hate that the excitement over James Gunn's you know movie slate is mixed together with all of the crap at HBO. Because it it's shitty that the fact that and don't get me wrong, a lot of these things needed to go. Like I'm I'm on board with it, right? Like I lost interest in Titans two seasons ago. I dug Doom Patrol until the last season. Like and I was really digging how wild and how out there Doom Patrol was going when you know how they just really, really didn't give a fuck. And then it just kind of just didn't hit for me. You know, I don't know if I outgrew it or just the writing wasn't there, but it's gone. So a piece of me hopes that we get these, like you said, cameos, maybe not the whole group together again. Like, I'm okay with them being put to bed. But it also does kind of make you feel like, do a double take. Like, hold on, you canceled everything here. He just came in. Okay, cool. And he's saying he's squashing a lot of things too, right? So it's kind of like, are they connected? But I guess the consensus is that it isn't. Except that he's going to, they've already mentioned Aquaman too. So, like, I guess that's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm not excited know. for that. I mean, I, I, I look, I enjoyed the first one, like, in spite of myself, like, I, I, I always disliked Aquaman as a character, but I enjoyed the movie, it was stupid fun. But, like, honestly, Jason Momoa, he was he was positioning to be Lobo, and I'm like, yeah, Jason Momoa as Lobo would be great, I'd love to see that. I would rather see that than Aquaman, too, you know. I guess yeah, he's gonna play both. Like, yeah, I would not be surprised, I, mean, I, I would yeah. not put it past him, I'm, and I'd be okay with that. They meet each other, <laughs> yeah. Um, Mel Brooks played like four characters in each movie. You know? you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. If Mel Brooks could do it, surely Jason Momoa can do it. Oh yeah, but uh, timing, <laughs> yeah. screen presence, 
jokes. God, yeah. Here's the thing. My my hope though, my hope though for the DC movie universe is is two things. One, we get they after that want their whole first phase, whatever they're calling it, the gods and you want another rock movie. I'm guessing, right? Probably, but no. I want I want them to be successful, right? Then I want them to make a real, honest to goodness. Crisis and Infinite Earth, the movie, one hundred percent, all the way, right? Like that's what everybody really wants. Everyone there, I want CGI Adam West in the background. Like I want everyone there. And then, (laughs) once that's been successful, I want them to make a contract with Disney and get DC versus Marvel the movie. Like I want that to happen because here's the thing: everybody wants it to happen. I bet you Disney execs want it to happen, but that, that those guys at HBO that are like canceling everybody. They don't want to admit their failure by having their 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 slate of like unsuccessful movies team up with Marvel. But if they can have some wins, if they can get those wins in the bank, then they'll be like, all right, let's talk. And then we'll get it. Avengers meet the Justice League. Like, we'll get it. It'll happen someday. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll never happen if the Justice League sucks. Yeah, it's true. Like, if, if this universe fails again, uh, they're not going to agree to it because it's just going to make them look like, like losers. But if they can be successful for a bit, then we will get that crossover movie that like I've been dreaming of. I mean, Flash is coming, and I'm excited to watch it. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I want to see it. I mean, why not? Every time Flash Flash is on screen, even in the animated films, he fucking changes the world. Literally saves it so many times. And he's, what is it? it up. Not yeah, but at the end of it, he's the only one that suffers. Right at the end, apparently, he's like he's True. the one that knows. Yeah, you know? he's the one that knows, and. I'm down to see what they can do with that character beyond just being really fast and really energetic and really, hey, throwing jokes. Show me the other side. You know, maybe we'll get that. And you know, James funny, Gunn's the, the guy to do it. The funny thing is, is that using Flash as an example, they don't even need to call it a full reboot because you could recast and just, hey, that was Barry Allen. Here's Wally West now. Wally West is now the Flash moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could do that, you know? That is such a weird concept, too. Is that like the uh, the whole crossover thing and the is this canon or is this not canon? Yeah, it really, cha- it really changes the concept of this. These just being of these just being movies, you know. Like, oh, uh, what if they re- what if they recast, uh, you know, uh, Damian Wayne, you know, because they they didn't they don't want this movie to take place. Uh, it takes five years to make a sequel. Yeah, they don't want it to be five years older. They want well, it to be like two weeks older. Look at so Shazam. Is that, is, that, you know? is that like a little Elseworld Damian Wayne sitting in there? Because people are going to be like conditioned to say, if that's not the actor, then surely something's up. You know, mm. which I which I think is another thing the MCU did uh, that might end up being bad. We mean where I, MCU I agree, recast? Man, because like well, let's say let's say Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Let's say Robert oh. da- uh, in the old days, like in the Iron Man two days, if something doesn't ha- if something goes wrong with an actor, whether it be attitude or money or contract, they would just simply recast. I and mean, they're the same they're, dude. They're going to do that with uh, uh, Captain America four. They're, they they've because uh, uh, Hurt died, and they're going to replace him with Harrison Ford, and it's going to be the same character. Yeah, but I'm saying like it. It it that and that's the first time. Yeah, since they, yeah, they, that's the first time since then that they had to like recast because they keep all these people under such ironclad contracts, or you got to sign for like a ton 10 of movies, years, you know. Yeah. Where uh, you know, 
back in the day, um, uh, they just recast Rhodey, and it was just oh, it was just a recast. It wasn't and, like and Bruce Banner. Yeah, and they they, they everybody in that movie. <laughs> no, they no, they kept Thunderbolt Ross. They kept him, <laughs> and then he died. Wait, wait, right, right, right. Is right. it the fact that we're just we're expecting these characters to age with us? We're expecting you know? we're expecting these characters to be like wrestling gimmicks. Where the actor, the actor is the hero, you know, sure. and I think that's that's a mistake. We shouldn't be doing that. Let me ask you a question. Um, this is something that I've said to people a lot. Like, if 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 I were Kevin Feige, I would have ended the MCU with uh, Endgame. Like, literally, it would have been Endgame, and then I would have ended it by literally restarting the universe. And then in the new MCU, we wouldn't have an Iron Man movie, a Captain America movie, and and a Hulk movie. Uh, instead, we'd have an Ant-Man movie and, and a Captain Marvel movie. And basically you'd have different characters being the headliners. Iron Man still exists in this new universe, but it's a different actor. Uh, they're not the headliners anymore, that kind of stuff. Um, my, my thought on that is this, is that MCU can't last forever. You can't go 30 years later and have Iron Man's granddaughter playing as the new Iron Man because it's like, people would be like, wait, isn't it supposed to be Tony Stark? You know, like, where's that, where's that happening? And it's like, that's the problem with comic books that have the status quo. They don't age. And, you're right exactly like we're expecting good, them to age with us and it's like a, yeah that's a really good point um and i, I want to just chime in on there like things um uh everything um i i said this when that time we we're all hanging out with lalo over at uh, san diego comic-con mm -hmm. uh, i said it as a joke but then i was like oh shit that's really deep it's like i actually like believe it uh everything should be allowed to die everything everything needs a shelf life Everything. But also, uh, not just not just die, but have a solid ending. Yes, that's a nicer way to say it. No, no, uh, I think so, both are true. Both are no, true. Yeah, like, I, I, like die, let it like, die. die dramatically. Yeah, like or like give it, give it, and it, yeah, finish the story as as yeah. we are yeah. up into the road the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, uh. So the M they really should be thinking about an end to the MCU. Uh, I, I think of it like uh, the Truman Show, and everybody had those pins that said, "How will it end? How will it end?" I feel like we need those pins for the MCU. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think we need to have like I love that statement, dude. It's really like you said, it's deep. It should be allowed to die. It should be allowed to end, and that's the hardest thing sometimes, right? Finding the ending. Yeah. You can make it go forever. Run-on sentences are fun, but we got to end it. We need a period, you know, and. That really, really hits hard, man. Because I, I'm ready for Batman to be like, let Batman be. Like we're done. Like I, let let's give him, give us a ten year break. Give us ten years without Batman. You yeah. know, I'm okay with that. Or we're we're getting that with X Men. We're getting a break from X Men, yeah. which is good before they come back. Or just give us a really decent Batman TV show that involves Batman. Yeah, anybody you know what? can play Batman. This is you something know? that when Smallville was at its peak, right? And we had this like, here is Clark Kent before he became Superman. I we really... want Doctor Who Batman. That's what you're saying? No, I wanted to have Bruce Wayne as a teenager learning all of his skills. Like, I wanted to see that, like a different take, but like Batman as the main character. And for a long time, DC was Gotham? like, that no, but that's, that's my that? point. DC said for years that they were not going to allow Batman to be on TV because he's a movie character. And then they said, okay, fine, we'll make Gotham, but Jim Gordon's the main character. And what happened? They started pushing and pushing and pushing it. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's the main character too. You know, so like it happened. You're right. Like they, they haven't let yeah, it happen. I, they I, just, I, it kind of happened. I don't like that mentality. Um, and the, that mentality has stayed true for both Batman and Spider-Man. 
Yeah, Spider-Man, and, uh, in my view, should be a TV series, not a movie. Like, I, I, don't remember, I loved all the Spider-Man movies, but, like, if you read the comics, that soap opera life he lives, it's yes. made for a, a weekly TV show. It's made 100%, for that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, it's like we have to kind of def, – they're, they're milking these cows yeah. that need to be laid, left alone at this point. They, you know, like, they, they, they've got their money's worth out of them already. Like, they, they the, the kids that grew up watching it, reading it, okay, great, it's there. It's a movie now, right? But – there's nothing wrong with going back. My kid's 13 years old, man. At 13 years old, I was trying to get my hands on every comic book I could get my... I was trading for them in fucking schoolyards with, like, trying to steal them from people's backpacks and stuff to get my hands on them. And now he can oh. care less. He's like, oh, that looks good. Oh. And he sees, like, the MCU stuff coming up. He's like, it's a lot of movies. It's like, he's almost he's already tired with before they've even happened. But he's excited about a few of them. He's excited about Quantumania. He likes Ant-Man. He likes the whole... He likes the the Loki stuff with uh, Kang the Conqueror. Like, you know, yeah. oh, I love Kang. Kang's one of my favorite, you know, uh, villains. I love when you know Avengers fought the other Avengers. You know, I told you that. I, I love that. So, if my dream comes true and I get to see Thunderstrike on screen, then I'm good. <laughs> I'd be happy but kill that. the Avengers. Let the new, let the other Avengers take over. Well, honestly, I'd rather them like retire the name Avengers and have Fantastic Four take over. Have them be the, the lead characters. Have Thunderbolts be the lead characters. Have X Men eventually be the lead characters. But like, we don't have to keep coming back to the same well. I like, I, I, I'm got, I've made my it peace. Could be with allowed the fact. to die. Yeah, it could be no, allowed I, to die. No, I've been, I've made my peace with the fact that they're not going to let it die anytime soon. All right, you can fine. let it die. But let's have an evolution of it instead, and like not like Secret Wars. I'm excited about Secret Wars. I just don't want it to be called Avengers Secret Wars. You know what I mean? I'd rather it just be Secret Wars or hell, Fantastic Four Secret Wars or something else like that. You know what I mean? Like but, yeah, they should they should at least start thinking of a a way a way to end it, a way to to have a nice big ending. I'll be honest, Secret Wars is that you know, like um, I don't know, like I thought they were going to end with the game. I wish they did. But I, as much as I, I'm looking forward to the new movies, like it would have made a solid ending. Secret Wars is also a potential ending for the MCU. Will it be? I don't know. Probably not, but like it is definitely a solid potential well, ending for this. Let, let's uh, let's get the hashtag started, man. Finish the story. How will it end? Finish the story. End it. No, uh, let it that die. Way, end it. <laughs> and, and, and that okay. and that way they can. If they you're can listening, like, I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> it can. It can. It can. What is it? Well, Oscar, go ahead. You said it. It can be allowed to die. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag I was, I was let it die. We, we were walking to a bar and we were talking about uh how it's a it's such a sad decision that um the Nintendo Wii U and 3DS uh online stores are shutting down. Yeah. And and there's a ton of video games within those stores that nobody will ever be able to play again. Yeah. Uh because they're they only exist in those stores and some of those companies may not even exist anymore. So those video games are like literally passing away, uh, which is I don't know. Like and and everybody's like, oh, a Nintendo, you should like port all the port that store to the Switch, you know. But even but, even for controversies, it's okay with all of them. Yeah, and then, but Nintendo's main philosophy is, is just you know, no, they're they're gone, and that's okay. N Nintendo's philosophy today is like Disney's philosophy in the eighties: we lock it in the vault. <laughs> yeah. We'll Except see. they're never going to release any of that stuff. Never, never again. Unless it has a you know Mario and Toad in it. Well, I mean, it's in the, it's, I'll end it on this. I remember Miyamoto saying that he's like the Mario gang are just actors in a play, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. 
you know, you can put them in any situation in any world and anything, and they're just actors in a play. And I think and that that would be a really, really cool idea if you yeah. think about it that way with a lot of these characters that we're all fantasizing. Exactly. You know what? You, you bring, know what yeah, also... bring, it, bring it back. Make it, make it DC characters. Make it Marvel characters. They're actors. Yeah. And then we're yeah. just getting the next act. Yeah, You know what also gave me that feeling, which I gave me a, it was a really good feeling, which was the opening credits to Peacemaker. Uh, everybody's dancing. They're like heroes and villains. They're all dancing Waller. Waller's the only one that doesn't dance, and yeah. I love it. So like but they're the all, there. all here, they're, and they're yeah. all there, and they're being like friendly with each other. But that that um, the the opening credits has no effect on the show itself because the show is sure. not it's not a fourth wall breaker. Yeah, the show is done you know traditional style, but at the same time, they have that that opening video. Which really like um, sets the tone that you know what just just sit down and have fun because this is just this is just a bunch of silly. This is a TV stuff, show. You know? yeah. This is I like it. So I mean, I'm gonna let it die. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to make that make sense, Oscar. We gotta make a better hashtag. Yeah. Let it die. Let them die. It can die. No, not let if them it leave, die. It can die. Okay. No. It can die. <laughs> is, 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 is it a can die. Game. There you go. Better. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We don't want TikTok strikes or something, right? So. Well, that, that, if you're going to do that, it'd be Itkin Unalive. I apologize for whatever hashtag comes out of this. <laughs> We're going to make it happen, guys. Keep an eye out online for it. But Primos, I want to thank you guys for listening tonight. I want to thank, of course, Oscar Garza. Always a pleasure when you're on, man. Check out his book coming out in June, where all comics are sold. Is Can they pre-order stuff online, too? Is it going to be just... It's three uh, months ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. Uh, real quick, if you haven't know, if you're under a rock, that's okay, because we're all under rocks. Uh, the world is dying. Yeah. Um, Mash Griffey is the story of these two dummies in their late 20s who decide to finally do something with their lives by becoming private detectives in a city that is in desperate need of heroes. And they are the only thing that the city's got now, uh, except unfortunately they are woefully underprepared. They haven't, uh, all they did was print on Richard Flyers. Hilarity ensues. If you like, insert the name of comedy show you like. If you like that show, you will love uh, Mash and Griffey this June. I'm here this for June. it. I'll be there for it. I'm ready. I'm a huge fan. You guys go check out his book. Please do at five meets. Check them out on social media. Of course, Kevin, do you have anything you want to uh, pimp out there while we're on the line? Yeah, I got some upcoming uh, uh, events that I'll be at. I'd love people to go check them out. Uh, I'll be at the Hill Country Comic Con in New Braunfels. Uh, that's going to be happening March 4th and 5th uh, down there in, in Central Texas. Uh, this is a, a regular Comic Con. It's considered to be a family-friendly con. They, they really encourage that. Uh, I'll be there probably on stage with some actors and things like that, like I usually do hosting the Q&As. Uh, March 9th uh, through 11th is going to be the BIPOC Pop. Uh, it is a symposium hosted by the University of Texas at Austin, um, where they are focusing on BIPOC creators. Uh, again, I'll be there on a couple panels. Uh, there's going to be a lot of artists there, a lot of uh, writers there showing off their work, but also discussing this in, in a, kind of an academic setting. And again, everybody is welcome to attend. Please come check it out. It's going to be at UT Austin. Uh, BIPOC Pop, March 9th through 11th. Um, and then after that, you know, I'll be at South By like everybody else in spring break. <laughs> well, guys, you can follow us at My Primos Podcast all over social media. Let us know your thoughts. Let's see if we can make that hashtag happen. It can die, right? I don't know. I got to get better about it. But Primos, thanks for listening. You guys take care of each other. Have a great night. Adios. We out! <laughs> <laughs>